Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I hope you all had a great holiday for those of you that are celebrating Christmas. I know Kwanzaa's this weekend, too. Hello, and hope you had a nice little holly jolly. I um I didn't go to my family for Christmas Eve, but I went Christmas Day. It was just me, my parents, um, my brother, and my grandma and my nephew. And, um, you know, I wanted to be super safe with COVID and everything going on. It's crazy out here, but we had a nice little holiday. I got a toaster that stamps Bob Ross's face on it, which I don't even understand how that's going to work. I'm so excited to use it. Honestly, tomorrow I'm going to go out and get some white bread and see what, see what that looks like. But my brother gave me that. Um, my mom got me a nice little pajama set. We love to see it. Very cute. She did a good job. And and that's it. It was a nice little holiday. I um I came home today, Sunday. And my parents drove me back and they said, oh, let's go out to dinner or not dinner, lunch. So we went to this Ethiopian restaurant that I really love. They wanted to try something new. I love Ethiopian food and I and I'm always trying to um, go to this place. I love it there. It's all vegan. It's great. And at the end of the, (laughs) the end of the meal, we got coffee and they give you, it's like kind of similar to espresso. It's like a little cup of coffee and they give you a sugar cube on the side to put in the coffee. And my mom looked at it like, what is this? And I said, it's sugar. And tell me why this woman bit it, tried to bite it, and it was a sugar cube. And I said, it's sugar. She said, oh, it's a it's a cube of sugar. I said, yeah, ma, it's a cube of sugar. And she said, my dad said, well, what did you think it was? And tell me why she thought it was a frosted mini wheat. (laughs) Why would an Ethiopian restaurant, an authentic Ethiopian restaurant, that doesn't even have, that has all vegan, authentic foods, give you, with your authentic Ethiopian coffee, a frosted mini wheat. (laughs) I mean, you can't make this shit up. Her biting it, I was like, mom, it's sugar. It's a, it's a, oh, it's a sugar cube. I swear to, to, goodness here. But, um, God, it's so funny. They are just, they're, they're really a freaking hoot, but you know, family stuff, always, always funny. Some, something happens when you see your family, when you're hanging out with your family, but new year's Eve is this upcoming week. I was supposed to go to Miley and Pete's new year's Eve party in Miami, which seems like it's still happening. But who can really say? Who can really say? I'm just like, um, I'm in a group chat with all the boys that are going. And in the last few weeks, I would say 95% of them have had COVID. And most of them, you know, don't anymore. A couple of them are still testing positive. But I I haven't gotten it, knock on wood. Um, Pete doesn't have it. I called him before. I'm like, hey. How you feeling? 
You know, when you're just checking in on people, it's my best friend has it. Everyone freaking has it. So I'm wondering how that's going to go. And if it does happen and I do go and I, and I'm out there partying with my girlies, I need you to understand that I will be dressed like a freaking hoochie mama. Okay. I, I, I'm going to be dressed like a freaking hoochie mama because we're bringing in 2022 and I'm going in full ho. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I will be dressed like a hoochie mama. And that is no joke ever. That's not a laughing matter, but anywho, it should be a fun party. A lot of cool people are going and you know, but, but, but we'll see. I'll keep you posted on that. I might end up just being stuck at home with my little critty crats who missed me so much when I was gone that they, they, they were so cute when I was gone. Um, they must've missed me so much cause they, uh, knocked down my Christmas tree and dragged it, uh, down my hallway, which was, I was really excited to come home to that. But anywho, let's get into these emails that you guys sent into secret keepers club at gmail.com. You guys can always send them in. If I don't get to it, please resend it, bump it up to the top. Sometimes these things, you know, they slip through the little cracks. So I heard a (laughs) funny joke. Um, I saw a funny TikTok and, and it, it was a girl talking to her mom and she said, do you believe that they've been together after all the, all the crap they've been through? And the mom said, wait, hold on. Let me start it over. She, The girl said, can you believe they're still together after all the crap they've been to been through? Oh, my God, I'm not even drunk. Can you believe they're still together after all the crap they've been through? And the mom said, who? And she said, your butt cheeks. (laughs) That is so not even funny. I don't know why everyone. I'm seven years old. I think I, I just think fart jokes are funny. I can't help it. Okay. Anywho, this first email says I'm embarrassed. FMK included. Hey, Carly and the fur babies. This will be quick and short to the point. If you will, something horribly embarrassing happened to me. Tell me why cue the Carly voice. It is so damn embarrassing when Starbucks give you that dome lid on the drinks, as opposed to the sippy cup style. Um, Like, how is it possible for a billion dollar franchise to make me feel embarrassed? I'd honestly rather shit my pants in public. (laughs) Well, anyway, I had to be flamed by my high school students all day to to, due to the notorious dome lid incident. I'm not quite sure how I'll ever recover from this. P.S. I'm surprised my I surprised my sister for Christmas with front row tickets to your February show in Atlanta. Oh, how exciting. I'm currently bringing my mom to throw in for additional support. podcasting podcast recording after hold on okay and then she says we're huge fans and it would probably make her shed a tear to get a shout out her name is caroline and she has a corgi loving weirdo oh my god hi caroline you corgi loving weirdo who doesn't love a corgi any animal that's that close to the ground is very freaking cute and that's a fact that's science for you then she gives a fuck, Mary kill that we'll do at the end. This is a MTV show. Fuck, Mary kill. And I could talk for hours about MTV shows because I used to love that show when I was little. When I was a kid, those damn shows. But we'll get to that when we freaking get to it. So this one says friend issues. Um, 
Hey, Carly and the fuzzy boys, longtime listener, first time writer. I need some advice for my girlies on how to deal with this situation. So I feel like I'm in a one way relationship, but with one of my friends, all she does is talk about herself and her love life problems. Like we can't even discuss anything else without the conversation turning into being about the latest person she's seeing and a thing that they said or did. I have so many things going on in my life. I wish I could share, but when I do, she either ignores it um, or changes the subject if we're talking on the phone, it's not even like a quick thing ever. It's not even like a quick thing either. It turns into an hour long conversation where I get play by plays of phone calls or interactions. I want to be supportive, but it's getting to the point where I don't even want to answer the phone unless I start charging $256 an hour to be a gosh darn therapist. I hear you on that. Uh, I really don't know how to bring it up to her without sounding like an ass or coming off mean. Um, please help. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. Very interesting. Fuck, Mary kill. Great job. Wow. We're going to have some goodies at the end. Um, okay. So this is annoying. I know people like this and I think in these types of situations, the best thing you can do is just be honest and say, listen, I feel like the attention and the care that I give you as a friend, I, I feel it's non-reciprocal. And if I was in a relationship with somebody and I felt this way, I would have to bring it to their attention. Um, because I'm always here for you, but I don't feel that you're doing the same for me. And I think that she'll be understanding and welcoming of that because sometimes when people are like this, they just don't fucking know. And that circles me back to the first series of sex in the city. Let's talk about it. Because I'm rewatching it and I've expressed my concern. And I've, I've, I've expressed my anger about this prior, but I need to talk about how unbelievably unlikable and selfish Carrie is. Now, is she the cutest little thing I ever did see? Absolutely. And, does she, and is she fabulous? Yes. Okay. She wears a big floppy hat with a big freaking peacock feather coming out of it. And she somehow pulls it off. And we love that for her. You know, she wears a tutu and a sports bra and some cowboy boots. And we say, sign me up for that. But is she a good person? No, she's actually the worst. And I wouldn't be friends with someone like her. This is what I'm realizing watching this show the second time around. Because I restarted it a few weeks ago. But she is so damn selfish. No matter what anybody's talking about, she's just like, oh, well, uh, what do you think Aiden's thinking? Bitch, ask fucking Aiden. Go to his little wood shop where he's whittling a freaking. <laughs> he's whittling a bench, right? Out of wood. He's making some clogs or something because he's a woodsmith. He's a known woodsmith. And ask him, why are you annoying the shit out of your friends? Every single relationship that you get into. Also, girl, you got bad taste. I'm going to I know what what happened with big and I'm not going to give anything away. But if you watched the original Sex in the City, I guess I would recommend watching the new one, too, because you kind of will have an up to date on what everyone's up to. But I'm not going to say anything about that. The current one. But in the past, I'm like, she's a freaking, you know. She's a freaking chump half the time with big. He's leaving her at the altar. He's not calling her. He's lying. And she's just like so desperate and needy for him. I'm like, well, I don't know if she should be telling anybody else what to do. Anywho, your friend is like Carrie. And you have to do what 
Miranda and Charlotte and Samantha every once in a while have to do and say, hey, can this be about me right now? You know, I have stuff going on in my life, too. I can't believe you're not paying attention. I can't believe you made this about you. in whatever nice way that you want to do it, or you don't have to be nice. I mean, life's short, but I would be nice about it and just say, listen, I feel our, our friendship is, is non-reciprocal and I need that from a friend because I give that to you. That's all people don't get it sometimes. Okay. This one says, Oh, lots of caps in the, in the, in the title. Urgent, urgent advice for a girl who found a secret folder on her fiance's phone. Please read this. I think this is what she needs to do. Okay, so this is in reference to last week's episode, the girl who found the secret folder on her boyfriend's phone that had um, his ex-girlfriend's pictures in it, screenshots from their Instagram stories, and a few other things. Okay, so let's see. I'm actually very excited to hear the advice. Carly baby, love you and love the potty. I'm typing this quick as I'm listening to the pod right now because I think I know what the girly who found the secret folder on her fiance's phone full of pictures of his ex needs to do. She needs to pretend that she has a friend in this situation. Yeah, I know it's kind of manipulative, but I don't care when it all costs. So she should be like, holy shit, I've got to go be with insert friend's name here and help her calm down. The poor thing just found an entire folder on her boyfriend's phone of screenshots of his ex. Isn't that insane? Who would do that and then gauge his reaction? He will never suspect that she herself did it and it will allow them to talk about it without her having to throw herself under the bus. If he's like, damn, yeah, that's so shitty. She could be like, well, what do you think she should do? Please read this honestly, because I'm feeling very genius right now. And I think this will work. Okay. Love you. Bye. Fuck Mary kill below. Oh my God. Another great one. You guys are just playing the freaking hits over here. So, Okay. I agree with this. I think it's a good idea. Is it manipulative? Yes. But sometimes we need to do that. Um, I agree. I think it, I think it's a good way to go about it. Oh, my girly is devastated because she just found out that her boyfriend has a secret folder on his phone, but expect him to ask you, how did she find that out? Right? Cause that's what they always do. Well, how did she find out he cheated on her? Well, what did he, well, what did she do? Well, it's not about her right now. So anywho, I agree with that. I think that's great. Thanks for the, thanks for the advice. Okay. This one is a bump. So that means I didn't see it uh, first time around. So thanks again for sending it. So it says, hi, Carly and the Pussycats. Thank you for the laughs week after week. Um, we're the same age and I feel so represented. I'm constantly yelling yes at everything you say. He <laughs> he. By the way, <laughs> when I was nine, I named my cat Phoebe as in Miss Buffet. And I thought you'd like that. Oh, my God, that's so cute. OK, first of all, just left the dentist. How embarrassing, especially when they lean you back in the chair and you're slowly the- descending. <laughs> that is embarrassing. It's like you guys can't get a quicker recliner. Your dentist. Um, then you're unsure when the right time is to open wide. So you accidentally impersonate a fish opening and closing your mouth or when they want to play 21 questions when they have when they're giving you a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> That's true. That might be a that might be the most embarrassing. That might even be more embarrassing than going to like the OBGYN and having to put your little ankles up on the on the damn stirrups. 
Okay, so she says, anyway, I just finished a previous episode and hear me out. You and Jesse may need to host a speeding date show called Are You My Brad Pitt? Name negotiable. You could have special guests who are also looking for a man slash woman. I think Nicole Byer. Tons of ways to spin it, but let's just call Netflix. I think Jesse has their number, LOL. Now a question. As I mentioned, we're the same age. I feel like yet I feel like a grandma. I've become so sheltered. I want to go out and live, but I'm like, eh, do I? help <laughs> signed a home buddy again thanks for the laughs keep doing what you do wanted the best to do it and kiss right on the lips if i ever leave my house okay and then she gives some fuck mary kills so um okay let's get into the question that she asked about like kind of i guess it's one of these things where we all are in the same shit too because the last year or so you know i've gone out and stuff when covid wasn't so bad and you know, I felt like everything was kind of leveling out. Like people were still getting it, but the numbers were way down. It felt very, very much more normal. Um, a few months ago, at least here in the city where I live, but after a year of not really going out, like I remember last year, I sat my little booty at home because it was before the vaccine was out. It was before anything was really, you know, it was just still super weird. And I felt uncomfortable being out around people. And I think that some of us kind of have that PTSD that goes along with it, where it's like, I'm watching TV, like, oh my God, I can't believe these people are in an elevator together with no mask. You're crazy. So I get it. I think it might be a little PTSD, but I also understand. And listen, there's something to be said about having like, I have this thing that I've been, I've noticed that I've been doing the last few months where I'm like, if I don't really want to go, you will not see me there. One thing about me is, is I'm not going. And, and that's a fact, unless it's someone that I really like or friends that I really like being around or a place that I really want to try. I am not going. If I'm feeling icky, if I'm feeling if, iffy, guess what? I'm sending you that text. Hey, girly, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling the vibe tonight. And is that flaky? Yes. And I'm trying to work on it, but I also, I have a trick. If there are people like me out there, when somebody asks you, what are you doing next Friday? What are you doing on Thursday? Do you have plans on Wednesday? You say, oh, I'm not sure what's going on, right? And then they'll tell you the thing. Let's go out to dinner. Let's go for drinks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You say, I'm going to, I have to figure something out because I might have something that night, but I'm going to let you know. Please, you can't go wrong. You're not committing to it. So you don't feel guilty if you cancel and you're leaving it open in case you wake up that morning and you're feeling a little frisky, right? Because some mornings you just wake up and you're like, I'm going to put a little blush on and I want to put on my little pants and my little shirt and my little shoes. It's all about the outfit. That's also the reason why I will go out sometimes. Like if I get a new shirt, <laughs> that's like such a mean thing to say, but sometimes that's the whole reason why I go out. I just, I got a new little shirt, but I hear you. It's, it's a lot. And I agree with you on all of the other, all of the above. Okay. Let's get into this next one. Okay. 
This one is a bomb. This is a question for the podcast. Okay. Dearest Carly, new listener, I discovered you after your hilarious 90s fashion trend video and decided to make you my 2021 spirit animal. Oh my God. Thank you so much. So listen, I've got a doozy. I've been single and on the dating scene for a bit now, not desperate to find anyone, just kind of going with the flow. Most of the dates I go on are either boring or legit horrible. I match with this gorgeous guy on Tinder and we immediately hit it off. Totally the same type of humor and we could fuck with each other, um, which I love. We went on a first date expecting disappointment as per usual, but I kid you not, it was the best first date first date ever. And he even told me the same. So much fun laughing the whole time and off the charts attraction. Okay. Love to hear it. Well, here's where it takes a turn. We go back to his place and things are getting hot and heavy with the kissing. I'm thinking to myself, damn, it's been a long time since I actually felt this, the excitement, you know, and all of a sudden he pulls away and he says he needs to tell me something. My stomach literally dropped and he told me that he has herpes. I know herpes is common and I don't want to make anyone feel like a leper, but something about this had never happened to me. But something like this had never happened to me before. My heart broke for him that this is something that he has to deal with. Side note, um, I have always been a hypochondriac when it comes to STDs, always practice safe sex and get tested on the reg. I told him I appreciated him being a good human and being honest about it, but I would not be comfortable having sex. Crazily enough, it didn't ruin the date. We've started regularly seeing each other on other dates and we go to a hotel room for a weekend away. Oh, cute. Oh, we even got a hotel room for a weekend away. I'm sorry, you guys. My brain is, is all freaking hopped up on the Christmas spirit. Um, she says, but no oral or sex. He's such a sweet guy. I have a genuine connection with him. I know it's possible to have protected sex and limit chances of contracting it, but I don't know if I feel safe or comfortable with having sex with him, but it is so rare to meet a funny, nice guy that I'm super attracted to. What the fuck do you advise? Lots of love. Okay. Okay. So I understand where you're coming from, where if something like this hasn't happened to you before, it's of course shocking. It's one of these things that you really have to think about and you go at your own pace and you do whatever you feel comfortable with. If you don't feel comfortable with it, you don't have to, you obviously don't have to do it. But what I'm saying is like, if you don't think you'll ever feel comfortable with it, I don't think it's fair to him to continue the relationship. Um, and continue seeing each other and having such a great time and you enjoy each other's company because I think both of you, not just him, but both of you are going to end up getting hurt by this. Um, if you're not going to be ready to take the relationship to the next level or make things a little bit more serious. And I would say that in any situation where it's like, if you don't see it turning into something, then it's not fair to kind of, you know, not string the other person along, but you know what I'm saying? I think I would do a lot of research on it. I know that it's really common and I know that people who have it, you know, they take medicine and sometimes they don't have flare-ups for years. And when they do, they don't have sex. And it's kind of like, I've told a story about how my friend, um, is married and he hasn't, his wife doesn't have it. So it's definitely possible to not contract it, but I, of course, understand where you're coming from, where the thought of it seems like scary and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to make a decision like that. And, and I get it, but maybe look a little bit deeper into it and then make your choice 
if you don't feel comfortable with something, then don't do it. But it's, you obviously have feelings for this guy. So maybe look a little bit, you know, look a little bit deeper into it and talk to him about it. I like that you guys are able to have these like open conversations about it too. That says a lot about him. He's mature. He understands. He knows that it's a lot, you know, to, to kind of drop on someone or whatever, but I think you should just talk to him about it, see where his head is at. And if you're not feeling comfortable, then, then don't do it. It's okay. So, okay. This next one, this one says long distance pickle and FMK. Sorry, you guys, I'm drinking my little, I'm drinking my little diet Coke because I'm all freaking, you want to know what it was? It was, I know what it was. It was that Ethiopian coffee. It was so strong. And here I am mixing words up, pronouncing things wrong. It was that frosted mini wheat they gave me. Hi, Carly and Robert and Stanley. Love you and the kitties. Kiss all three of you right on the lips. I'm a longtime fan, longtime listener, and general stan of you and this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. You've brought me so much calm and laughter and literally really helped me make uh let helped make me less anxious when I'm having tough days. Oh, thank you so much. That makes me um so happy to hear things like that from you guys. I appreciate it. I'm writing in because I'm in a little bit of a pickle, though it's a long burn. Uh, type pickle. So we're going to take a big old Disneyland sucker. No, not Chitron girly. Also FMK included at the end. A, a big old Disneyland sucker. No, not Chitron girly. No, not <laughs> Girl, is my brain off the damn charts right now? Okay, let's keep it going. My situation is I've been dating my boyfriend who I love for two years now. We bought, we, Stanley, what the hell are you doing? You guys, I apologize for this episode. This is like, my cat is, I've been dating my boyfriend who I love for two years now. We met about four months before the panty. And uh, at the time we were living in the same city. He's perfect mix of Long Island surfer boy and a spearfish that can spear fish for dinner, but can also cry while listening to Lauren Hill talk about a catch of the day. Okay. We love, we love a fish reference. We love a fisherman reference and we love a pun. About six months into dating, I finished my PhD program. Oh my God. She's smarty and moved to a city two hours away for a job in Southern California. And we did that distance for a while, a little After our one-year anniversary, he moved home to Long Island, where he's from, and we've been doing long distance ever since, almost a year visiting each other on opposite coasts. It's been good, but as you can imagine, the distance has been trying, and sadly, there isn't a plan to reunite or live together in the near future. We've talked about it, and I'm willing to move to the East Coast to try and keep my current job, in parentheses, would be working remote. I've always wanted to live on the East Coast for my own reasons and believe in the value of our relationship enough that it would be worth it to be closer to him. But he has said that he can't move for me because of work, which I know is true right now, and isn't sure um, he would move to be with me. Okay. 
Okay. These conversations are really hard for me to have. And usually it happens over FaceTime or over the phone, because whenever we do see each other person once every two months or so, that heavy stuff, that heavy stuff is the last thing I want to discuss. As I see it, I have a few options. Number one, break up and try and move on and find someone local. Number two, keep doing the full full long distance thing until I feel like I quote unquote know what to do. But let's be real. My gut isn't giving me anything but shit crappens these days. (laughs) Or number three, move to the East Coast, hopefully keep my job in order to give the relationship a fair shot. I really feel a deep connection with him and we both love each other very much, but in some ways I wonder if the timing is just off and it shouldn't be this hard. We've been doing some sort of long distance for a while now and something I've learned um, is that I really value quality time and affection with my partner, something you really can't get if you're going long distance. I really appreciate your perspective or advice on this whole rigmarole. Thank you for reading this, reading the unedited, unedited in parentheses, lengthy drafts of my memoirs. And if you're reading this again, I love you and the kitty so much. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I love you guys too. And the cats love you. They love you. So, okay, here's what I would do. And I'm just saying this because I do feel like you are stressing that you have a really deep connection with him and you really love him. And this is a great, healthy, happy relationship. The only thing that's going, that's going wrong is the distance. So you've always wanted to live on the East coast, maybe make the move. That's probably what I would do. I think if you have, if it's possible that you could work remote from the East coast, why don't you do it or sublet your apartment on the West coast, say you're going to give it six months get a, get an apartment near where he lives on Long Island, um, or in the city or something and see what happens. You know, where you live is always going to be there. It's not going to go anywhere. So I would hate to see this distance, um, ruin a really happy relationship that you have in your life. It's something that I'm kind of like, if you don't give a hundred percent, if, if you don't give it at least this try, you might regret it. And I never want to freaking regret anything. So I understand that it's a huge decision to make. And especially um, if a relationship has to do with it, you kind of have this thing where it's like, well, if I move over there and then we break up, I'm going to feel like an asshole, you know? So I get it. Um, but I would give it a shot. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's a new journey in life. It's a new place to live, change of scenery. You've always wanted to do it. So you're not moving a hundred percent for him. It's not like, Oh, Hey, come move to Iowa and, and, you know, help me harvest these freaking potatoes. So I think I would do it. I think I would do it. I would make the move and tell myself, Hey, home's always going to be there. I could always go back if I want, but this is just, the next chapter in my little book. So here's what's going to happen. I am going to, hold on. I am going to, we're going to get into these fuck, Mary kills because I feel like right now I can't read. Um, and I keep messing up the emails. So we're going to have a shorty today 
and we'll get to the rest of the questions for next week, but let's get into these fuck, Mary kills. So the first one was the MTV one, Viva La Bam, The Simple Life and Robin Big. So I, she wrote next to The Simple Life. Was this even on MTV? I think it was, it may have been on VH1. I think The Simple Life was on VH1. Hold on. The Simple Life, which was such a freaking great show. It was, oh, it says the original network was Fox and then it was on E. Yeah, it was on E. Okay, so The Simple Life is that show with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. So we'll we'll do it still in the in the mix of the MTV thing because it's that same kind of vibe. Reality show, celebrities, we love it. Um, okay, so Viva La Bam, The Simple Life, and Robin Big. Wow. I'm going to kill Robin Big, even though I love Rob Deerdick. I just kind of am over it. And I think that after you know, they replayed ridiculousness every single day for the last 20 years. I kind of got sick of his face, believe it or not. Kind of got sick of Rob Deerdeck. I'm sorry. Um, so we're going to kill that easy. No big deal. I loved Viva La Bam because he was so crazy with his parents. He was always playing pranks on his poor little parents. So I loved that, but I'm going to marry the simple life. Fuck Viva La Bam and kill Robin Big. This next one is years, 1998 to 2014 and 2006. Okay. I would love to, I, I love the nineties. So I'm going to marry 1998. I guess I'm fucking 2014 and I'm going to kill 2006 for no reason in particular, other than it just was not significant. Um, and it was a long time ago in 2006, I was a sophomore in high school. So it was a long time ago. I wasn't looking cute. I wasn't dressing cute. I wasn't being cute in general, you know, so who needs it? So we're going to kill that. And then this next one is cheese, brie, mozzarella, or Gouda. Now this is hard. I love Gouda cheese. I love all of these cheeses. You know what's really good? Smoked Gouda. Oh, I have to tell you guys about my new favorite snack. Let me write that down. New fave snack. Um, okay. I love smoked Gouda. I love, here's the thing. I love all of these. Brie is amazing, but I hate that skin on top of it. It freaks me out. I always cut it off. I always cut that, that like, uh, that harder part off. So I guess it's less perfect than mozzarella and Gouda, even though it's very good, but I'm going to have to kill Brie. I don't want to, but I'm gonna, and then Mutz, we're marrying Mutz is what's going to happen. And then we're going to fuck Gouda. Okay. And then these next ones, this is the seventies, the nineties and the two thousands. This is tough. I think I'm going to marry the 70s because the 70s are so cool. I'm going to. I'm going to. I don't want to fuck the 90s. I guess you got to fuck the 2000s because they're the hottest, right? The 2000s, early 2000s, you know, with the little belly button rings and the and the low rise, the low rise pants. 
So I guess we're killing the nineties, even though I was going to say, I love the nineties because they had the fun games and toys and all that stuff. It's my childhood, but I'm going to fuck the two thousands, marry the seventies and kill the nineties. Sorry, girly. And then the next one is beers, Modelo, Stella or Bud Light. Okay. I'm going to, this is pretty easy. I'm going to marry Modelo because it's classy. I'm going to fuck Bud Light and I'm going to kill Stella. And oh yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you guys about one more thing before I go. My new favorite snack that I've been eating and you are going to love me so much when you try it. You're going to absolutely, you're going to absolutely love me because I'm about to change your life. And I do feel it's pretty popular to begin with. So I didn't invent this by any way in any way, but I did just start eating it and I love it. It's so good. Avocado with honey. And that's all I'm going to say. Put honey on avocado, mix it all up, you know, mash it up, mix it up and put a little tiny bit of salt, like a little, a pinch of salt. And you're going to absolutely love me because it's so freaking good. But anyway, that's all she wrote. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I hope you guys are well and happy and healthy and being nice. And because we love being nice in this club. And I'm sorry that I, my brain's all over the place today, but I will talk to you guys soon. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Bye.